What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. We thank you guys for tuning in. Happy Wednesday, midweek edition. Got some big things to get to. Broncos win on Sunday over the Jets. MPJ signing his new deal. A lot to get to today. It's just a, they're, they're a small, small, slow, methodical team, right? Offensively, yeah. they're slow, methodical. They're not a team where you mentioned the Buffalo Bills to where, or the Kansas City Chiefs, where they're more pass reliant. They rely on their quarterback to make plays. And while the Broncos do that to an extent, their identity is running the football, controlling time of possession. Um, and I'll even argue, too, two of their biggest offensive weapons, right, that are the one hitter, explosive play guys, yeah. they're both now injured. You know, yep. Jerry Judy's out for a couple more weeks, and then with KJ Hamler tearing his ACL, which which sucks, you know, for him. But I mean, those options are now gone. Like Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton, they're chunk play guys, but they're not necessarily burners to where you can toss it to those guys and they're just gonna flat out outrun everybody. KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy have that type of ability to where they can make something happen out of nothing. Um, Noah Fant, he can be a chunk play guy. But is he going to, you know, you don't see Noah Fant often running. I and mean, you don't really see tight ends doing this in general. Just outrunning guys for touchdowns. So that's not the Broncos' offense. Um, like you said, it's a, it's a slow, methodical burn type of blowout. If they blow you out, it's going to be they're just wearing on you with the run game and chunk plays. And then if you do stop them, okay, the defense has been sitting for the last 10 minutes. So now you have to face a well-rested Broncos defense who, given their injuries, are still playing very well. Now, granted, it's been against teams that are now a combined 0-9 from the first team to, uh, excuse me, three opponents. But still, I think this is a good football team. I'm just still, and I said this on Twitter, you know, and I put a poll out, and I'm actually kind of surprised with the results because I, I asked people, okay, is this, how do you feel about this team? Are they for real? Is it too soon? Are they pretenders? And a lot of majority of the votes, which shocked me because Broncos country definitely feels more Kool-Aid drinker at time at times. Um, they're all like, it's still too soon. And I think we're all I think we've all grown and matured over the last four or five years to know that, you know, when we have a four and start with Trevor Simeon and that team and then they completely go. What was it? Five and seven the next few games or the next several games to finish nine and seven that season. And then you see the Broncos can never continue good momentum over the last few years. You're still holding out and waiting on this team. I'm just not sure this... One, I'm not sure this defense is as dominant as people think. When I think dominant defenses, I think the 2015 Broncos, the Legion of Boom Seahawks, the uh, Ravens. That's what I see as dominant. Um, now, that doesn't mean that they can't be good. But I think you can make a case in all three games... You know, there was a couple times where the Giants just shot themselves in the foot. You know, Daniel Jones fumbling the football, things like that. Uh, Jacksonville, you know, their penalties, you know, things like that taking things away from them offensively. The Jets are just awful. I mean, if, if uh, Zach Wilson could get somebody to catch the football, maybe they continue a couple drives. This defense doesn't feel dominant. Now, it's not to say that they're not good. I still think they'll probably be a top 10 defense. And I'd still like to see it against teams like the Ravens. And I'm not going to even include the Steelers in there anymore because they've just completely taken a, a downspin, down spiral. No, the Steelers um, are the worst team in that division. Yeah, I think you're right. You said that last pod. I think you're right. Now, after after seeing that, yeah, yeah, they're probably the worst team in that division. Um, 
but I just I'm still holding out. But again, it's over and over and over again. I'm well, honestly getting tired of this. this okay, is, well, first off, you lost Pickham, so you weren't right there. Uh, so let's let's not even go there. Don't get me off track. Anyways, I think this team is good, but I think it's good that Broncos country is now mature and holding out hope. You know, or or holding before they declare what this team is. There's some things that show, okay, this team can be good. And I think they do have the potential to be a wild card team. But can they wear teams out like this, like they have with these first three teams? Can they hold a Dallas team to 17 or less? Can they slow down a Herbert when his receivers won't drop the ball like Zach Wilson's, right? Can they um, force Lamar to be a thrower and somehow try and contain him and his best ability in running the football. So I'm curious to see that. With the offense, when I saw what Aaron Rodgers did the other night, and I think DMAC tweeted this out, can Teddy do that? Like, Teddy's been fantastic. I don't want to take anything away from what Teddy has done this year, but there's still levels to this. Like, Teddy is not going to take this team on his shoulders and will them to a victory. He may prove me wrong, uh, like Vaughn has. I've eaten crow on that. Vaughn looks amazing. I didn't think Vaughn would ever get back to this yep. form, but kudos to him. He looks like a guy that they should sign to another contract. Now, I don't think it should be anything extreme, but I think to something to where he retires here in Denver. I think he's earned that, at least at this point, through three games, he looks good. Now, there's still something for Vaughn to prove, right? Because he's doing this against bad football teams. Can he do this against the Ravens, the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Browns? That's that's TBD. So I think this team still has a lot to prove, but give them credit at the same time because they've done what good football teams do. They don't play down to the competition, which I've been also, that's another thing we had to, you know, kind of keep our eye out for was would they play down to teams like this? There's been drives and moments in, in these games where it's like, okay, it doesn't look like they're there right now. They look a little flat, but then they come out and they just completely put their foot on their throat and then they they handle business. And so I think what this team is lies somewhere in between they're a good football team, but not great. They're, they're, they feel like a wild card football team, but there's still a lot to be determined. Um, but when you see what Rodgers did the other night against San Francisco, I mean, what was it, 40-something seconds on the clock? 47. And, 37 seconds. And he just completely no dices them up. Gets And it just went to Devontae Adams every time. Like, triple team that man. Um, and I just don't know if Teddy can do that, which at the end of the day, you will need your quarterback to make those type of plays yeah. eventually. Like the quarterbacks that have won the Super Bowl over the last, what, decade? There's only been like two or three. They've all been guys that can do that. You know, Ben, when Ben was in his prime, he could do that. Obviously, we know Tom can still do that. Patrick Mahomes can do that. Russell so, Wilson. Russell Wilson. You know, it's rare that you see a Joe Flacco. You know, that, that guys are playing out of their minds. You know, you have a Nick Foles and a Joe Flacco that are outliers. They're playing. They just have a hellacious postseason. And then you have the outliers to where it's a dominant defense like the Broncos in 2015. So, proud of this team. I'm not Kool-Aid drinking, though. Um, I still think there's a lot to be proven. But I'm cautiously optimistic. Well, I'll say this. Um... I'll say this so far, and look, it's against three bad teams, but I think Teddy has confirmed that he was the right choice 
um, to start. Now, does Drew Locke go out there? And, is he three and zero? Yeah, probably. Uh, but I think the biggest thing for me is just the plays that Teddy's making. Um, his leadership. Uh, those are the intangible things. Those are the things that have kind of. Those are the things that have impre- impressed me the most. Um, so, so far, he's the right choice. Um, he was the right choice. Uh, kudos to Vic Fangio for making that decision. Uh, again, things that I'm going to continue to say that continue to worry me. Um, the run game uh, is very concerning to me. Again, it's a third straight week where this team has averaged just barely over three yards per carry. Now, they have played out of the three teams. Two of them, I think, are very good up the middle defensively. Quinton Williams is great. Uh, Leonard is great over in, in New York with the Giants. So, fine. I get it. You have Josh Allen as well with, with the uh, Jaguars. That kind of broke up a lot of plays, too. So, that, but still, I, I that is just something that bothers me. Um, and... You know, maybe it is just teams saying, hey, we're going to dare Teddy to beat us. But still, I I want to see those yards per carry up to about four uh, if they can get if they can get to that. Uh, and then the other thing is the secondary still. Uh, Justice Simmons made got a pick. Caden Stern's got a pick. Great. But again, like you said, there were some big drops that the Jets had. I don't love the secondary right now. Um, I think the best player in that secondary has been Patrick Sertan, which is not very good. Uh, if your rookie corner is the best, but no, look, Sertan is great, but he should not be the best corner out there. Um, that just should not happen after you spent all that money in free agency going after Fuller and Darby and, and, um, and whatever. So that those are the the two things that I'm going to continue to kind of harp at that that's that is something that I'm very concerned that kills them uh later on in the season but I will I'll say this I think this team and you kind of said it I don't think that Teddy Bridgewater can make those plays there's only a, maybe five quarterbacks in the league that can make those plays that Aaron Rodgers made on Sunday night I think this team reminds me a lot of the of the Alex Smith Kansas City Chiefs. Like this team, it, it's remember when uh, I don't remember exactly which season it was. It might have been the record breaking season uh, that Manning had in twenty thirteen. Um, but it reminds me of when the Chiefs and the Broncos got to like nine and zero or eight and zero, and then they finally had played each other. And the Broncos had won because it's Peyton Manning. Um, but that was that that kind of that season where the Chiefs were like eight or nine and zero with Alex Smith. That's what this team reminds me of. So I just they're gonna win. They should win ten or eleven games, and that's gonna be a good season, fantastic. But once you get to the playoffs, like you said, I mean, your quarterback has to make special plays to win playoff games. Now to win a Super Bowl, I do agree that usually the better defense will win the Super Bowl. Um but in order to get to the Super Bowl, your quarterback has to make some plays. And if if they can't do that, you're you're probably not going to even win a playoff game. So it's a great start, 
but we've got to see it against, you know, the better teams. And I'll say this about the better teams. We won't, I don't think we see one of those teams until Cleveland. I, the, I, I think the Broncos go six and L. I think the, I, I don't, I don't, I do not see the Broncos losing the next three weeks. Baltimore, they have so many injuries. So does the Broncos, but so many injuries towards Baltimore. They can't run the ball other than Lamar Jackson. I mean, how many drops did, did his receivers have where Lamar should have had at least three touchdown passes in that game? Well, it was just Hollywood right? Brown. He had three, was, three drops. Yeah, I mean, three like touchdown three, drops. Right, right. He had three touchdown drops. I mean, I, I, I don't, I do not, especially in Denver, I do not see the Broncos losing to Baltimore. I could be wrong, but they sure as hell won't lose to Pittsburgh. Um, and then I think the Raiders are 3-0. I get it. Their offense is great. But I think when it comes down to it, I think the Broncos win that one as well at home. So I I think the Broncos start out the season 6-0. and the, the big game is going to be... Week seven against Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, week seven, week nine against the Cowboys, specifically because of that offense and and their mm -hmm. defense is um, their defense has been really good. It's 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 bend but don't break. You yeah. know, Michael Parsons has been really good. Diggs is really good. I think he's got like two or three games straight with an interception now to start this year. So he's been good on the outside. Um, I don't know. I, I still think the Ravens are a good test just because of what Lamar does. And they still have some weapons, you know, Mark Andrews. And if Hollywood Brown can catch the football, then, you know, that's that's a weapon. Yeah, I mean, it's them, not but... it's not a cupcake win like these last three no. weeks. I'm just saying, before the season, that was a game where I thought the Ravens should win. Now, it's a game where I think the Broncos should win. I think the Broncos should beat the Steelers. And I think the Broncos should be able to beat the Raiders at home. So... Well, I know they're opening up as like a one or two point favorite against the Ravens. Um, so, I mean, essentially it's a push from how Vegas sees it, which I think it is too. I think it's a coin flip. Right now I'm leaning Ravens. I mean, we that might change come Saturday um, because, again, I'm just I mean, not. Now, I, 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 have the, I, I think the Broncos win by six. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not there yet with the Broncos. I just don't, I just don't know because there's moments in games where I'm just like, ah, like, the offense, like, they have a couple good drives and then it just stalls. Or mm -hmm. there's a penalty. Like, the penalties have been a, a low-key kind of pain in the butt this year right? as well. Mm -hmm. There's there's moments where there's these unfortunate penalties, both offensively and defensively. And I'm just like, okay, that's a bit concerning. Um, so I'm just, I just, I'm just not there yet. I don't know if they can beat the Ravens. I, I think, I don't, going into the season, I would have said, no, there's no way they win that game. Now, I'm like, they definitely have a chance to win the game. I think it's a 50-50. I wouldn't be shocked if the Broncos won. But right now, I'm leaning Ravens just because I don't know if they're up to that task just yet. I still want to see it against a good quality team, which I think the Ravens are, despite, you know, their struggles early. And, and last week, they did struggle against the Lions, which, I mean, who knows? That could have been a trap game for them, right? It's on the road. You're coming off a huge win against Kansas City. You're looking ahead to a team in Denver, that's 3-0, 2-0, playing well, and it's, oh, it's the Lions. And, and the Lions almost won that game, and they probably should have won that game. I mean, they had they had the Ravens, for God's sake, on a 4th and 13 in their own territory, and they give up a chunk play to Sammy Watkins, and then Justin Tucker kicks a 66-yard field goal that doinks 
off of the crossbar. Like, I mean, I know the Browns have been miserable, but, I mean, I pray for Lions fans. My God, the suffering that you have endured. An 0-16 season, and then that's how you... Did you know that the two longest field goals that have been completed in NFL history to win (laughs) games has both been against the Lions? Yep, 63-yarder back whenever, um, and then... Back when they were kicking straight-legged. Yep. I mean, I just... Uh, and I, just, I, I, my friend Brent, uh, Ben Freed, who works for the fan, he produces a morning show there. Um, he just posted. He's a Lions fan. He's from Detroit, or he's from Michigan, and he posted a picture of his grandma in a cage. And he said, "Okay, Lions, if you do not win, my grandmother stays in the cage." And I'm like, "That's that's a bit aggressive." But he said, "I'm not playing anymore." So that's where Lions fans are at. They're locking up their grandmothers for goodness' sake. So all that to say. The Ravens are a quality team. They almost had a slip-up last week. I'm just waiting for the Broncos to see it. I think the Raiders will be an interesting game, too. Um, but keep in mind, too, the Raiders haven't, like, beat all-world opponents. Like, they had a good week one win against the Ravens, right? That was a solid win. Um, but they we know that they had the injuries. Then they beat the Steelers, and they beat the Dolphins, barely, without Tua. So, I mean, if, you, if you're going to, you know, to kind of play devil's advocate to someone like me and even like the national media who said, oh, the Broncos haven't beat any, you know, anybody great. Well, neither have the Raiders. I mean, yeah, they beat the Ravens. Um, you know, who'd the Ravens beat? Well, they beat the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are 1-2. and two. Now, I think the Chiefs will turn it around. But you really can't take a lot from the early first month of NFL football. We're not going to know much until late October, early November. December is when you'll really know. But around that time. So good quality games coming up. I think we'll learn a lot about this team in the next three out of the four games. I don't think there's much to be learned from the Steelers game. They should beat that team. But overall, I mean, it's it's good to have a team that's back to the winning ways. And I'll say this about Teddy, too. Not only has he played well on the field, but you mentioned it a little bit, a little bit ago. His leadership, you can tell this team has definitely surrounded him and taken him in as their guy. Like, he is their guy. The story with Justin Simmons, how he waited for him after the game, uh, for the prayer circle thing, Vaughn going up, I think it was after week one or week two, he said, you know, I haven't felt this with a quarterback since since 18. He's telling him that on the field. Teddy was the right choice. Um, definitely. I don't know if Drew has the leadership qualities Teddy has. And to be honest with you, if... If Drew plays, I think the Broncos do go 3-0. But I'm not so sure they dominate those teams. Like, Drew might give those teams a chance, you know, late in those games. Like, it might, for the Giants, it might have been 24-20, not 27-13. For the Jags, it might have been 20-14 or 17. You know, for the Jets, I mean, the Jets are just bad, so that probably would have still been a butt-kicking. But... I don't know if Drew would have been that guy. And and now his future's in question because they just called Brett Rippon up from the practice squad because the team was lurking around trying to possibly take him from their practice squad, which has now fueled some rumors of, oh, could Drew be on the move? So that's interesting as well. But Teddy's definitely, he was the right choice. Um, and I just like Teddy. You know, I know he's not like a, he's not an Aaron Rodgers. He's not a Josh Allen. But man, he's just really likable. He is just a really likable dude. He he's solid. He's definitely someone you can win with if you if you build around him. It's it, we've seen quarterbacks win who aren't the greatest on teams, and you build around them. You know, just mentioned it: Joe Flacco, Nick Foles, um, Peyton. 
in that last year. But you have to have a really special defense. I don't know if this defense is really special. They're really good, but I don't know if they're special. So... Yeah, I don't want to hear no-fly zone crap. Oh, no. It's it's not even close. It's not... And the pass rush either. The pass rush, you mentioned the secondary being concerned, running game. I agree with you there. I think the offensive line is not as good as people hyped it up to be this offseason. I think there's a lot of concern there for me, at least. there's already two injuries there, too. Right. And part of that is because of the injuries, for sure. Um, But... Uh, I'll say this, the pass rush I don't feel is as consistent. Like, yes, Vaughn has, what, three sacks in three games? Four sacks in three games, something like that. Um, But outside of that, there's moments where it's like, okay, we're not really doing much here. So this defense is nowhere near 2015 defense. Like, that's an all-time unit. Yeah, I mean, to me, I think that 2015 defense is probably top three in NFL history. And and it's not it wasn't just because you had Vaughn and Demarcus Ware. You had other guys that can get to to the quarterback. You had Derek Wolf. You had um Malik Jackson, Shaq uh, Malik Barrett. Jackson. Yeah, Shaq Barrett was on the yeah. You had so many guys that could get to the quarterback. Oh, not to mention Danny Trevathan on blitzes, Brandon Marshall on blitzes, you had TJ Ward going on blitzes. I mean, it was yeah, one of the Stewart. Yeah, Darren Stewart, you had a young Justin Simmons on that team, too, playing thir- as a third safety. You had Stewart and Simmons back, and you had was TJ it, Ward playing as a sub linebacker. I think Simmons yeah. was drafted the year after. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure Simmons was on that team. Uh, I don't think so, because it was it was David Bruton that would come in. It was Bruton and oh, Bush. Maybe it was Bruton. Maybe it was yeah. Bruton. Yeah, he wasn't on that team. Uh, he was the year after. Uh, yeah, 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 year after. Um, but yeah, it was David Bruton. Sorry, I got those two mixed up. But yeah, I mean, that 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 defense was that defense was top three all time, and and it wasn't just the you know you had great corners and and great safeties and great pass rushers. It was the other guys. It was Brandon Marshall and Danny Trevathan and, and the speed that they had. I mean. There was games where they played these great. They played. I, I think it was Jamal Charles in one of the games that they just shut him down completely because of their speed. They they could get from sideline to sideline very easily, and they were able to shut down teams specifically in the Super Bowl. Right, that's how Carolina played. Um, they wanted to play a lot of screens. They wanted to get them on the outside, and the speed was just it was too much for that defense or for that offense. So the that defense, you you can't, you really can't replicate that defense. Um, and so I just, you you can't win a Super Bowl with a guy that, with an offense that can't score consistently. So we just we don't know if this offense this year can score consistently. And I just. Unless unless the defense somehow gets a hundred times better, I I don't think you can really replicate what they did in twenty fifteen really ever. So um I don't know. I look this is this is a team that should go eleven and six, uh, in my mind. I, I don't think they should really have at worst they should go ten and seven. I think they go eleven and six, just looking at the schedule right now. So and then probably they maybe they get a, a game. But in the playoffs, but if they don't win their division, which they probably won't at eleven and six, I mean, I guess you never know. But I don't think they win their division at eleven and six. I just don't think they win a playoff game. So 
that's where this team is at. Could be wrong. Um, but that's what it is. That's what this team is. Yeah, and that, and, and, and that was our ceiling going into the season. And that 2015 defense, just to go back to that real quick, they were complete at all three levels. At yeah. each unit, they were complete. And it, it was called the no-fly zone. That's how people remem- remember it for the secondary. But it was just complete everywhere. The pass rush, uh, Vaughn was the Super Bowl MVP. I think the whole secondary should go into the ring of fame, the Broncos ring of fame. I mean, they should just put that 2015 defense in the ring of fame, to be honest yeah. with you. Just everybody that played. I mean, it was it was just completely different. Mention, Von Miller had the greatest, I think, probably the greatest individual defensive player playoff run in NFL history. He was dominant. He it was absolutely dominant. It wasn't just a Super Bowl. Like, he was... That was... I don't think you will ever see a more dominant playoff run by an individual defensive player ever. That was unreal what he did. Um, He blew up so many plays just on his own. I think he won the Super Bowl on his own, to be honest. I don't don't, like that game. if, If Von Miller does not play in that game or does not do what he does in that game, that's a much closer game, and I'm not sure Denver wins. So he won that Super Bowl on his own, and for a defensive player to do that, that is that 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 does not happen. That that ne- yeah, never he, happens. He set the tone on the first defensive drive, um, and I think he finished that game with two sacks. Uh, if you'll remember too, he also had a pass breakup down the sideline too. They passed yep. it to the running back, and he took him down the sideline and made a play there. Um, he also had an interception in the AFC Championship game when he did blitz. Yeah, and, he, and then he fumbled. The turf monster caught him. But, yeah, I mean, he was he was absolutely dominant. That defense was dominant. And to me, you can definitely make a case that they're the greatest of all time because of not only the era they played in where it's less favorable towards defenses because of the penalties, the protection of the quarterback, the athletes that are playing now, and the teams that they went through. Yep. You so, beat Tom Brady and you beat the MVP in Cam Newton. And right, and what makes them different from the Legion of Boom is they played zone. These guys, yeah. they were yeah. man. We're taking you man to man and beat us that way. And well, it, teams just it, Right, and it allowed them to where if if you play man like that and you're that good, all you have to all you have to do is put Chris Harrison man, Talib and man. Bradley Roby and man have one of the safeties take the tight end and and the running back and now you can just rush everyone. You can you can blitz six. You can and and when you're blitzing five or six with those pass rushers, oh you're never you're not gonna have more than two seconds to throw the ball. That's what made that team so special is that they were able to do things that no defense could ever do because they didn't have a secondary like that that could cover like that and also have individual pass rushers be able to get to the quarterback as fast as they could. I mean, DeMarcus Ware, I feel like, is probably one of the most forgotten guys on that defense. And he was he was incredible that year. So, yeah. no, I mean, yeah, that, that defense... That, that defense, in my mind, is probably the best of all time, the best I've ever watched. And that's just... You you cannot you cannot replicate that. You just can't. Well, and it just felt like you could never move the ball against that team. Like you may get a first down, but outside of that, you're not moving. And yeah. they didn't even have to blitz 
often. They could get pressure no, up the middle with Wolf and Malik Jackson. Like people forget how how really good Malik Jackson was that year. And right. they chose to sign Derek Wolf over Malik Jackson. And obviously we kind of know what happened to Malik Jackson's career after he went to Jacksonville and he's just kind of bounced around ever since. But that whole team, Shane Ray, even though he didn't pan yeah, out, Ray, he was yeah. on that team and he played well. Um, so, I mean, the, the back end complemented the front and vice versa. I mean, that team was just complete. And then another thing too, like there's a lot of defenses that are, you know, they're great at defending the pass, but not so good at defending the run or vice versa. That team could defend everything. You couldn't run on them either. So they could stop the run without having to necessarily stack the box while rushing the passer. I mean, they delivered, they mentioned it uh, week one. Oh, that was Aaron Rodgers' worst game of his career. No, people forget about what the Broncos did to him in 2015. When I think he finished with less than 100 yards passing, yeah. and they made and that his might have been life his a living hell. Talented, that might have been his most talented team he's ever had, too. That, I mean, they were really good that year, and the yeah, Broncos but, slapped them around. Yeah, I mean, I I thought Green Bay was going to get to the Super Bowl that year. Um, I think they lost to who did they lose to? Um, I want to say Seattle, maybe or was it Seattle some, and then some, Seattle lost, like that. I don't know. Seattle lost to Carolina, right, in the I, NFC Championship. I think so. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, that team, it wasn't just like I talk about the speed of that defense because that was, I think, the biggest difference with that defense was their speed and it fit the era that, that they played in. But not only that, they physically were just they they could. I mean, the, the hits that they had with Stewart and TJ Ward and the their ability to put TJ Ward at sub linebacker. Um, and put him with Trevathan and and Brandon Marshall and still have another safety back there uh, along with Stewart. Like that is, that's stupid. Like you, there's like you talk about one one team that I I really one one player that I really like uh, is Isaiah Simmons, and I think he's a guy that can kind of do those things where he can play safety and linebacker. But T.J. Ward was a safety that could play linebacker. Whereas I think Isaiah Simmons is the opposite, but that that's something that when you have a guy like that with those corners and with a, a safety like Darian Stewart, who could, who could, you know, just take the, the big plays completely away. I mean, that's, that's just, that defense could do anything they wanted to any offense that they had to play, they could stop. And, that that's just that's a defense where I I don't know in today's like today's NFL I just I don't think it's possible to recreate that at all. It's tough. It's tough. I mean that's why there's so few very special dominant defenses that you remember. You know the Ravens back yeah. in 2000, the the Bucks defense, the Bears of '85, the Legion of Boom, that Broncos defense. I mean, there's, there's, that's why there's just very few of those, but they come around every once in a while, and you know we were lucky to have one of them. Um, but back to it all, I mean, the Broncos still have a lot to prove. Good to see that they're 3-0. and um, And the next test is, is this Sunday. You know, you have the Ravens um, and the Raiders coming up after the Steelers, and then the Browns. So that's a three out of four game stretch to where, you know, it's, we could learn a lot about this team. Um, but at the same time, I think before the season, two of those three games, I would have been like, yeah, they're definitely not winning that game. Now I'm like, yeah, they can beat the Ravens. Uh, they can, they can beat the Raiders. Um, they can beat the Browns. I don't know if they will, but they can. 
Well, I'll say this: I, the, the the Browns are struggling a little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, the the Bears was an easy win, but that pass rush is insane. So that's something I'm. That's going to be a big test for the offensive line. But look, I I think the Baltimore Ravens are a better overall team than the Broncos. I will say that. But the injuries that they've had to the running back group, uh, I I've hated the receiver group. I don't know why they continue to screw over Lamar Jackson um in that category in that in that department like i just go out and get someone just help your help your guy out like i i don't i do not get it it's kind of like what new england did to tom brady like what are you doing like you have one you have such a good quarterback why aren't you helping him with with and giving him some weapons like i like hollywood brown but he's a small receiver a speed guy that's gonna drop a lot of passes like that's his that that's been his mo since he came into the league. So, do you are you really surprised that he had three drops? I mean, it sucks, but no, I'm not shocked that he had those drops. Like that's something that that just drives me nuts about about Baltimore. They got to go out and get Lamar some receiver help. Uh, they should have been a team that should have went out and got Josh Gordon. Um, but I mean, I right as of right now. They're just not good enough. Uh, their secondary has been banged up as well. Like I, the Broncos should be able to beat them. I don't really see Baltimore as a team that has a ton of pass rush either. Uh, and I and I think that the Broncos will actually be able to run the ball on them uh, if if Baltimore doesn't stack the box like some other teams have been doing against against Denver. But even if they do, that's when Teddy can can beat them over the top. So I that that's a I mean, I'll, I'll say this. That's the game I'm taking in, in the on the spread. I think the Broncos win by six. So I might even... I, I know the spread is like at minus one and a half or minus two and a half. I, I might take it at minus five and a half, to be honest, and take plus money on it because I just I don't see the Ravens really being able to do much against Denver um, as long as they contain Lamar. I, and I think that's that's going to be the biggest thing. Do Does the, does the Broncos defense have the speed to stick with Lamar Jackson. I, Absolutely I think that's not. Probably, <laughs> I think that's I think that's the the biggest question there. Honestly, what I probably do, I, they won't do this, but but I, I like the idea of doing this. I love how how well Caden Stearns has been playing. Put Caden Stearns or even Justin Simmons as a spy uh and run more of a speed defense. So you put you know Simmons and and especially in like pass pass situations on third down you got three safeties the way Caden turns has been playing you can do that bring either him or uh, or I mean Kareem Jackson you can bring any of the safeties down uh have him spy on Lamar that gives you your speed and then you know do whatever you want with 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 the others but that's what I would do personally uh, against Baltimore just because I think the Broncos and what they've built the, with the safeties, I think that's something that, again, like the 2015 Denver Broncos defense, when you have three really good safeties and one or even two of them can play in the box, that's pretty special. Uh, and I think they actually have that with Stearns. I really like Caden Stearns. Uh, he's going to be very, very, very good. Um, so that's what I would do. And if they do that, I think they can take care of Lamar. I mean, look, Lamar's going to get 50, 60 rushing yards, but... You just don't want him to have those 70, you know, 60, 70 yard runs that go for touchdowns. That, that's what you don't want. So if you could avoid that, 
then yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the Broncos should be able to beat them pretty easily. Yeah, he's a guy that can break the game. Um, a guy that the Ravens should be keeping their eye on at the wide receiver position come the offseason is Tim Patrick. Yeah, yep. Um, if I'm yep. Baltimore and I see Tim Patrick, who had five catches for 98 yards last week, that's a guy I might be willing to throw some money at because he's yep. earning himself a contract. So that'll be I will uh, be starting him this week. That's for you didn't sure. start with him last K- week? Unbelievable. Nope. Told nope. you to. With, with KJ Hamler out, um, I, I will be definitely starting. He's already in my lineup. I've already made that decision. I did go out and pick up Josh Gordon, though. So yeah, we'll I mean, I'm not sure how much he's going to do there, but... You never know. Yeah, you never know. You never know, but I mean, that's a guy that's also a guy that Patrick Mahomes has never really had. Um so I mean I, you never know. I mean he is older now, so Yeah, we'll but see. you know, if, I don't know if he'll be the Josh Gordon of twenty twelve, but right, I mean, right. he's still a physically imposing wide receiver and I don't know, we'll see. Be curious to see how he uh, how he pans out there, but interesting week. Ravens week here in a few days, they'll play them. Uh good to see the Broncos starting three now. Okay, the news broke, what was it? Was it yesterday or was it the day before? I'm already forgetting what day it was. Um, MPJ signing a new deal. We were told it was only a matter of time. Five years, $207 million max extension. There's only a handful of players in the league right now playing on that deal. And Michael Porter is now one of them. Uh, Let's see. He'll get... The five-year rookie max of 172 million. He'll hit the 207 million number if he makes one of three All NBA teams this season, um, which I think he has a great shot of doing. So, and there's no player options in in this deal at all. Uh, the last year of the deal is partially guaranteed. So, listen, I mean we. The, the rumors and the thoughts of will the Nuggets brass ever be willing to go into the luxury tax? Well, now here's your answer. You have a max contract for Nikola Jokic. You have a max deal for Jamal Murray. You have a max deal for MPJ. And then you have Aaron Gordon just under that max deal, around like $90 million or something like that. Hefty contract as well. In addition to you just paid Will Barton another two-year contract. They're going in. And they're pushing their chips in the middle. They're telling you what they think about this team and their shot at winning a title. And, I mean, now the Nuggets are one of, I think, four teams in the league with three players on max deals. So that tells you what what they think of this team, and Nuggets fans should be excited about it. Yeah. uh, the, The biggest thing that they've done, they've done it with Jokic, they've done it with Jamal, is that that last year... You you'll see go around the league and look at almost every other extension. That last year is usually a player option. The fact that they have done it so that way they get a full five years is amazing. Um, now to be fair, they did that with Melo as well. Uh, so it, it's been something that they've done just historically. But uh, I believe Melo's was didn't have a player option. I'm I'm like pretty sure because it was supposed to be him. LeBron and Wade in in Miami, not Bosch. Um, that was the original plan, but Melo took the extra year. Um, but anyways, yeah, that that's the biggest thing that they have gotten. They've locked those three guys up uh, on five year deals and complete five year deals, not no player option uh, at the end of those deals. So 
that's the biggest thing to me. We all knew that this deal was coming. Uh, great for Denver. Um, the only other team that has really built a team like this is the Oklahoma City team, but they did it with the second pick, the third pick, and the fourth pick. Right. Second, third, and fourth. Something like that. Or second, fourth, and fifth. Um, something like that. Three of them, all, all three of them were top five picks. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant were all top five picks. Uh, the Nuggets have done it without having a top six pick. So, and the only uh, top 10 pick was Jamal. So, yeah, I mean, it, it takes a lot of luck. MPJ shouldn't have been the 14th overall pick uh, in his draft. He should have been, even with his injury, should have been top 10 easily. Uh, without the injury, he should have been the first overall pick. So, you got to get lucky. Um, you got to find these hidden gems like Nikola Jokic. But credit to the front office um, finding these guys. I think they found another one in Bones. It's a, a, a lot of good things coming out of camp uh, from uh, out of Bones. So I think he plays more than people think. Uh, but yeah, that's this front office is really really good. Now you just gotta you just gotta put it all together. And is this team good enough to beat you know the Lakers, the Jazz, the Suns? I think so. I think this is the weakest the West has been in years. I think the East is actually the tougher conference. So um, this is, out of all the years, to win it. I mean, their their window is open. I still think that they're a year away just because of Jamal's injury and, and, and MPJ's age. But, I mean, if you can, if there's any year that they get it, I mean, this is looking like this could be a good year to do it. So... We'll see. Um, I fully expect MPJ to be an all-star this year, though. 100%. I I do not see any way that he's not. I think the Nuggets will be a top-four seed in the West by the all-star break, and I think MPJ is averaging 25-8 and eight without Jamal Murray. So I think the Nuggets have two all-stars this year, and Michael Porter Jr. not only uh, makes the all-star team, but I think he wins most improved as well. Well, I think at the bare minimum, he will make a, an all-NBA team. It might be third team or second team, but he'll definitely make one. I don't know if he'll be an all-star, but I mean, if he does make one well, of those teams, then he should do. I would say that's harder. I, I would say it's easier to be an all-star than in, than on the all-NBA team just because the all-NBA teams are taking the whole league. So, like, if, you know, th- there's a lot of really good forwards out there. So How many of them are better than MPJ, though? But he's, t- he's going to be a top six forward? I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, with the role I, that he's going to have this year, <laughs> I have. I yeah, shocked. I mean, maybe, but I mean, I got. I mean, Kawhi's going to be out for a lot of the year, right? Sure, but you got LeBron, KD, Jason Tatum. Um, I don't know. Well, let's look at the All NBA teams of this past season. Uh, NBA, All NBA. I mean, at the bare minimum, I think it's more likely he makes a third team. Yeah, he's, he's not going to make got, a first team. Well, and you got to count the power forwards too. So. Um, Let's see. I think he has a good shot of it. Just to say that. I think he's gotta he's gotta beat out Giannis, LeBron, or at least one of the depends on what they list him at. You know, I don't know if they list small forward. I think they just list it as forwards, but Yeah, so they go they go two guards, a center, and two forwards. So so the forwards that, that were on the all NBA teams this year, Giannis, Kawhi, LeBron, Julius Randle, Paul George, Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jason Tatum uh, was not on that list. Um, who I think Jason Tatum is going to have a massive, massive year. 
So, I don't know. I mean, I guess he has a shot at being on that third team. I mean, if Julius Randle made it, I think. Right, but you're also you're also saying that I mean, AD didn't make it last year as well. Zion could have a big year. Um so I I don't know. I mean, it's it's easier it's in my opinion, it's easier to make the All Star team than well. Than I mean, if all, he's all, all NBA team, if he's so. gonna go out and do what you're saying, he's gonna average 25, 26 a game, and he gets eight rebounds to ten rebounds a game. I mean, I think that gives him a good shot to at least, at the bare him. minimum, make yeah. the third team. So that's yeah, what I'm it's saying. Just, it's just that I mean, Zion could go out there and average twenty. I mean, he averaged twenty seven and seven last well, year, sure, so. but he just fractured his foot, so we don't know if that has lingering sure. effects or not. And Kawhi, sure. Kawhi Leonard's going to be out for some time. Right. So we don't know AD, if that's going to have any legal AD defense. will be back, though. Um, well, and he said he's going to be playing well, mostly center this year. So if they list him as a center, uh, then... Maybe. I, look, he's not going to play center. Okay. Ultimately, we're talking about, we're talking about say, I think he has a good shot to make it. I'll start, shot. maybe. I, yeah, um, we'll see. But at the end of the day, what I really loved about MPJ getting this deal, they asked him about it yesterday, and he said, listen, they didn't pay us all this money to not go out and win a title. And I love that. I love that. Damn right. <laughs> they didn't pay us all this money for us to not go win a title. And and that's that's what this team's mentality is now. It's championship or bust. I mean, they asked Michael Green, uh, what are you looking forward to You know, playing with Nikola Jokic or you know, something to that effect? And he said, I'm looking forward to seeing him win another MVP in a championship. That is the vibe around this team right now. It's championship or bust. And... I mean, how, did the Nuggets get lucky? Yes, of course they did, getting all three of these guys. But not only did they get lucky with just getting guys who are super talented, two of which who could be MVP caliber players, and Jamal who can be an all-star level player, but they got three guys who just love the game, who just love it and play it with passion. Um, you know, Jamal's attacking his rehab the way he is. MPJ continuously saying, you know, I just want to be better, get better, and you can see that. Uh, Jokic now even though he loves his horses and he was talking about that on media day how he loves you know hearing the crunch of them eating it's the best sound in the world and I'm like dude you're just you're an anomaly to me but he he loves the game and he thinks it um I don't know if you saw this but I guess Vic did a an interview with Jamal Murray and in that they talked about a story uh to where Jokic had 40 on the jazz this last season and he's got like 47 at this point and they're, you know, Jokic gets the ball in the post and they're coming to double and Gobert's like, no, 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 I got him, I got him, I got him. And and Jokic whispers to him, brother, I have 47. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, he talks trash like Andrew Luck. Brother, I have 47 already. I'm like, this guy's amazing. Like that, that's his method of talking trash. It's, it's so amazing. But they got lucky, not only with the talent, but the guys that they drafted. And now there's truly an established culture of championship and honestly if they don't win a championship obviously it would suck but i'm just happy that they at least push their chips in they're going for it we're not hearing oh just be patient with these guys they were patient now they realize okay now it's time to go in and i'm glad that ownership realizes okay we have the pieces now we can go all in now it's on these guys the nuggets have everything they need they, they don't need a Kevin Durant. They don't need a LeBron James. They don't need a James Harden anymore. They have an MVP. They have a you know a potential all, perennial all-star player in both MPJ and Jamal when he's healthy. 
and an MVP possible candidate in MPJ if he reaches his ceiling. They don't need anything else. They have what they need to win a championship. You mentioned it. You know, can they beat the Lakers? Absolutely. Can they beat Phoenix? Absolutely. Uh, can they beat the Nets? Absolutely. I think so too. Now, it doesn't say that they'll sweep these teams. It'll definitely be tough. But there's not a team in the league that I look at from Milwaukee to Philly to Brooklyn to the Lakers to the Clippers, whoever, Phoenix, that I say, oh, they don't have a shot. They have a shot against everybody. Well, I'll say this, and I and I I'll, I want to... I, I need Nuggets fans to also understand that if they do not win it this year, it's not a fail. Oh, absolutely um, not. But some people will label it as that. Sure. But look, Jamal, he's coming off the ACL injury. He's looked great. He's working his ass off. I love it. But it's still an ACL injury. It's uh-huh. still a torn ACL. Um, so I just I want to pump the brakes on this season now, I'll say this. It's not often that you see a team have a championship window as big as the Nuggets have right now. They have a five-year window. That is very, very rare to, to have that big of a championship window. The last team that had a championship window that big was the Golden State Warriors, and they won, what, three? So Ideally, I'll say it's three years. Three solid years that it, they have a well, shot. No, I, I, it's it's five because you have you have both Jamal and MPJ locked up for the next. That's just okay, a long time for the next four. Right, but when you're you just signed, okay, I'll say four. I'll say four because you just signed Gordon to a four-year deal. You just signed MPJ to a five-year deal. Jamal still has four years, and MP and and Nikola Jokic, the way that they've they've signed these guys, he's not leaving. So he's gonna and he's gonna get that super super max. So yeah, he better get three hundred million. In yeah, trouble. he's Nikola Jokic when he signs his contract will be the biggest in NBA history. I will so, cry. So that is that's not a if that's a that that is going to happen unless unless there's a devastating injury or something like that. Knock on wood, Nikola Jokic will be getting the biggest contract at the time he signs it, the biggest contract in NBA history. So just a fat kid from Serbia. They, they have, and and look as long. So they have with this group, they have a four year window, not, not necessarily five, unless like, I guess with your big three, you probably have a five year and, and more because I think, I think Jamal will hopefully resign as well. Um, as long as he stays healthy and stuff like that. But I, right now you have a four year window that is the biggest window a team has had since the Golden State Warriors. Um, so that is very rare to have. You don't get these opportunities. So you're right. If they don't win a championship in these next four or five years, that's a fail. But if they don't win this year, it's okay. Because I honestly wouldn't be shocked if... if I, I do not see them winning an NBA championship this year. I just don't. Can they do it? Yeah. Um, but I have it as like a... 10% chance that they do it. Uh, next year, though, next year's a year. Yeah, they should and be one of the I've top been, five I've been, favorites. Ever since we started this doing this podcast, I was pointing at the 22-2023 season. That's the year. That is the year. If they're going to win at all, that's the year. And not, on, not, not just, you know, I'm not saying that now just because of Jamal's injury. I've been saying that because of, because of age windows. That's how I've kind of looked at this this Nuggets team. 
and the 2022-2023 season is the perfect age window for all of their guys. So, look, that's that's the year. If they don't win it next year, barring a, a, another super team being created and that's what beats them, it's a fail if they don't win it next year. But this year, get to if, if you can get to the Western Conference Finals and you lose to the LA Lakers, fine. Um, but... You know, or if you get to the NBA Finals and you lose to that Nets team, fine. But they should win it next year. Uh, just a quick update on MPJ's contract. Shams just tweeted this out. The five-year deal is guaranteed for $145.3 million. It's guaranteed for $12 million out of $39.3 in year five with a full guarantee based on all-stars, MVPs, defensive player of the years, all-NBA, all-defensive honors. So... Somehow they swung the deal. It's a great contract for the Nuggets. Um, And and look, you know, that doesn't... I'm curious to see, has Lucas signed his deal yet? Yeah, he signed. What is... Because I'm curious to see if Luca took a uh, player option. Um, Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Because that's rare to see, especially in today's... um, In today's NBA... It's very rare to see a player just flat out sign for five straight years um, and not have a player option. Yeah, Luca did the same. He signed a five-year no-player option. Wow. I, I mean, look, th- that's it's smart for these smaller, uh, you know, these these smaller market teams to do that because you know those player options kill kills a lot of franchises. It, it did it to Cleveland, um, did it to Toronto. So like. I, that's that's something. I mean, you saw. I mean, Giannis when he signed his, he he had a player option, right? And he declined his player option, and there was all that talk of, uh, oh, you know, could he, you know, could he possibly leave and stuff like that? So, or and KD, KD has done the same thing, right? It was that player option that he declined. So you don't as a when you are a team in a smaller market, you don't want to give your star players player options um so the fact that they got a full five years credit to uh the nuggets for doing that yeah we'll see how it goes but uh good good signal for the future and the last update real quick before uh we wrap up today looks like the ravens are going to be without their all pro left tackle ronnie staley he's hurt hurt his wrist so it's another Uh, injury that they have to deal with i i'm jumping on that broncos minus whatever it is right now i'm curious to see what it is right now because i feel like that's going to go up as we get closer to the game and it's probably going to finish at like minus four and a half so i might just take minus four and a half with plus money (laughs) just now because uh yeah that's that's a win for denver it's what it feels like hopefully they can minus uh... one right now yeah yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, minus four and a half is plus one fifty-five. I'm I'm gonna take that. We shall see. Hopefully, you're right. But that's gonna do it for us today. Thank you guys for tuning in. For Brandon Stoll on the other side, I'm Stephen Priest Jr. This has been the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast.